Today you will meet a man. He will ask you to follow him. You should not trust him, but you should follow him. Just keep an eye on his many hands. Do not pay him, as you can't afford his terrible price. He will tell you a great and terrible t truth that you can never tell. The Prophecies of Damu. lovely to be with you once again, dear wanderers. Today, we shall be exploring the Grey Wastes. The name can be quite deceiving, as the Grey Wastes should actually be known for the elaborate and fantastic parties that they throw. Nobody parties like the dead. A little history for you. The Grey Wastes were once a planet similar to Orali. The great nations that ruled the land developed weapons that sound like nuclear weapons stockpiled throughout the multiverse. They destroyed their world in a massive war, and it was a powerful lich that created towering cities of greenhouse gardens, factories, and housing. Over time, the other Lich Lords have started to drift away from Lord Neris, the God Emperor. However, their treachery will be met with swift and terrible vengeance. Or at least, that's what it says in this informative brochure. It can be very difficult to enter or leave the Grey Wastes, as they are technically a closed universe and travel into or out of the dimension is illegal. However, if you know the right people, the right spells, or if you have the right ship, you can always sneak your way in. For instance, I have my trusty Lyric Shambler, and while it may look like it was stolen from the Keepers, it definitely was procured through entirely honest means. It is also very important that you have the proper identification as one of the more impressive undead. I would suggest at least a vampire, a ghoul, or ghost. You don't want anyone thinking you're a zombie or, Ios forbid, a human. You really don't want anyone thinking you are alive in the Grey Wastes. I would also suggest investing in Varus Oil so that your heartbeat will slow to such a rate that it won't betray you as alive. It may still betray you in a variety of other ways. The heart is the most dangerous organ in the body. Dearest Wanderers, Speaking of hearts, living, and zombies, I think it's time for Tea Teaches You How to Love. Now, there are five steps to dating a zombie. Step 1. Protection. Invest in bite-proof riot gear. 
This will be particularly important in the early stages of dating as you get to know your partner. Remember, when a zombie says they'd like to have you over for dinner, they're not exactly making spaghetti. If that's too subtle, they may try to eat you. Now, get your mind out of the gutter, you horny bastard. They may try to eat your flesh, your brain, and possibly gnaw on your bones for dessert. The good news is, at least your partner will love you for your brains. Also, while biting is usually very exciting, when you're a zombie, not so much. Step 2. Food. Take into consideration your new partner's unique dietary restrictions. Now, you can either buy Twilight Acres Brain Foo or Brain Flavored Tofu, or you can simply murder and harvest your fellow lifers for brains. If you do decide to become a murderer, or if you are one already, maybe try cannibalism and learning necromancy. It is important to use all parts of the body. Anything else would just be wasteful. Step 3. Understand that if anything goes wrong, it will be considered your fault. Since others may not understand your relationship, they will likely blame any negative outcome on you taking the chance at all. Don't blame yourself or really listen to what others have to say. It's your life to live, or unlife. Step 4. Communication. It's very important that you learn how your partner communicates and what each grunt actually means. Depending on their level of decay, they may no longer have a tongue or jaw to be able to communicate with language, but as long as you understand your partner, that's all that really matters. Maybe learn sign language if your partner still has hands. Step 5. Be proud. A lot of people will look down on your relationship, so it's important that you take pride in what you have and don't let others dictate your life. And just remember, you're the only one that's technically alive with a life to be dictated. The ironic thing is that this means you have to dictate your partner's unlife. Congratulations, you are now one step closer to loving a zombie, and then are one step closer to true love. If you do visit the Grey Wastes, I would suggest making at least a stop at the towering, wondrous city of Cadavopia. It is the capital of the God Emperor's lands, and it is a sight to behold just on its own. The city is one giant tower stretching its clawed self into the eternally twilight sky. Although you can ignore the first four levels, really as those are just dedicated to boring things like housing, humans, factories, and farms. The fun really starts when you get to the markets and the red light district. I myself managed to procure an invitation to a shindig this very evening. Like I've said before, no one parties like the dead.
Since the dimension is closed, I can't update you on what's going on in the verse, but we can take a look at some local events. On Prim Day, the quarantine for the Mask Plague will be lifted, so you can mingle with some socially deprived humans, although really, you can find socially deprived humans anywhere. Humans, well, social creatures, are terrible at social interaction. Ooh. On Sec Day, they are holding the 1078th Annual Concert of Screams. That sounds like fun. On Quar Day, it is the Contest of Champions. For those of you unfamiliar with the Grey Wastes, it's when a human can challenge the Corpse Golem Titan so that if they succeed, they can join the ranks of the Upper Undead. Good luck, champions! On Sept Day will then be the Rite of Rebirth or Reckoning, as well as the March for Social Order in the Auction of Flesh. Sounds like a rather busy day. It might be hard to choose what to do, but that's the nature of life. I mean, unlife. You're always missing out on something. On Oct Day, the Karavopia History Museum and Execution Facility will reopen. I hear they have a compelling performance art piece this year. The party is in full swing of dancing bodies and mingling lords. There is a particularly dazzling man in a black mask dancing his way across the ballroom floor. The ballroom is vast, with ceilings far higher than you'd see in any other level. There are, of course, private rooms to spend some quality time with some human courtesans, if you are in for that kind of thing. I, however, prefer the abuses, oppression, and labor that goes into my luxuries to be more subtle, so I just focused on the wine, food, and the human entertainment in the main ballroom. Although there is a beautiful vampire woman whose dress is more like a cape made from millions of swan feathers, the man in the black mask glides from room to room. I think I'd like to get to know them better. As you know, no one parties like the dead. The host of the party, a Lord Untoot, introduced a speaker for the evening, a Mr. Thansmith, although he said he preferred just Jonah. How modest of him. Mr. Thansmith was the first human to be invited to such a party, as he has made quite a name for himself in managing and selling the food raised in the gardens. How exciting, dear wanderers. Jonah spoke about the wonders of their capitalistic system. No longer are they limited to profitable labor just while the worker is alive. Now they can buy the body from the family for profit even after death. It really is the utmost of sustainable industry. I really should let you know about the wondrous bouquet of food presented by Jonah. 
My favorite were the spiced fruit towers and the triple layer honey wine cake, but the other guests seemed to prefer the human fingerlings, the tartar sandwiches, and the heart wraps. I was tempted to try the venom shots, but I'll save that for another time. There were, in addition, plentiful wine, blood, and punch flowing throughout the ballroom. As you know, no one parties like the dead. A family sits at a table. They stare at each other without a move. One of them is not who they say they are. They know there is an imposter, but they know not who. They do not move, and they do not speak. They know any movement opens the floodgates. There is peace in stillness, but also tension. They wait. They do not move. They do not speak. They don't remember how long they have waited. They do not remember anything at all. They do not know who they are. They have questioned whether they are really the imposter themselves, but remain silent lest the other family members accuse them. A family sits at a table. Drink Elf Cola. There is peace in stillness. Elf Cola. This has been a message from the Pop Prima Corporation. Wanderers, now this party has gotten really exciting. That darling man in the black mask was the Phantom. That rebellion leader that has been harassing the undead lords. He threw off his mask and his crew has taken over the ballroom. They are taking all the money and jewelry from the lords to fund their resistance. Oh, a guard has his crossbow aimed right at the phantom. I better help. Oh, pus and bile. Dear Wanderers, may I suggest investing in a sturdy, comfortable pair of dress boots, just in case you need to run from a party. You never know when you might break the law or make some social faux pas. In my case, I knocked a crossbow up into the air 
where it hit a chandelier that happened to fall upon Mr. Thansmith and Lord Untoes, likely killing the one and severely disfiguring the other. Of course, not even the undead are free from true death. Oh well, I was enjoying myself at the party and was hoping to get to know the Phantom or the Swan Lady better. Well, I think it's time for me to head back to my ship. Wait. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, joyous news, dear wanderers. The Phantom caught up to me. Looks like I won't be spending the night alone after all. It should be an exciting night. As you know, no one parties like the dead. The Interdimensional Traveler's Guide to the Shattered Verse is a production of the Dimensions role-playing system. It is written and voiced by Thea Lake, with special thanks to Maria Ruiz, who has helped tremendously in the production of this podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. If you have any questions or comments, you can contact us at the Shattered Verse Podcast at gmail.com Once again, it is your tea time. Today's word of wisdom is petrichor. Listeners, please make a large mug of some hot beverage. I suggest cider, tea, or Kool-Aid, but definitely not coffee or a root beer float. Find yourself a good seat by the window. I said a good seat. Okay, now that we are all relaxed, I'd like to talk to you about trees. Do you think that tree on its own in a city or town sidewalk without reflection, thinks of itself as a human, and it wonders why no one acknowledges it, or why it can't move like everyone else, talk and joke like everyone else, until one thunderstorm leaves a puddle, and suddenly everything make sense. And sure, the alienation doesn't go away because there are so few trees to interact with, but at least it knows what makes it different. Would it envy the trees in the forest or the trees by the lake? Would it resent them for circumstances outside of any of their control?
Until we meet again, dear wanderers, good luck.